Criminally Unqualified. Hi, welcome to Criminally Unqualified, a true crime podcast uh, with me. My name's Whitney. And I'm Brandon. We are married. We love to tell each other stories. We go on a lot of neurodivergent tangents, um, yeah. like to do research, make each other laugh. And so we are really excited uh, today to do our first episode together. First podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so first episode. Yes. Not first podcast. Well, well first, first both. podcast. Do you have a episode. secret podcast you started without me in your past? That'd be weird. It would be weird that you didn't tell me till yeah. now. No, no, we're good. First podcast, first episode. Yes. Going yes. super smooth. Yes. Good. Um, okay. So today I'm going to be sharing the story of uh, Lori Houts. And so she was a smart, beautiful girl, just really getting started with her life. This story uh, is a long time uh, in the search for justice. It's a bit of a roller coaster. I'm really excited to share the story with you today. So Brandon, what are you bringing to the podcast today? Well, uh, Canadian bacon. Ham. Canadian bacon. Did you bring some to share, or it's just on your mind? I would Drake's like... ham, if you will. Ew. Yeah. So she's never seen it, and this is trending. So I did the my due diligence. Okay. And I've got it locked and loaded. Ah. Okay. For you to witness. All right. Since I'm... the world has witnessed it before Dear us. Dear God. All right. I'm ready. All right. No. It's looking at me. <laughs> I know that I'm by leaning toward men. This is making me change my mind. I'm good now. I'm good. Thank you. Hard pass. Couple. Did he release that on purpose? Maybe. Or was thoughts. it hacked? Because well, I take have. Take another look. I have. A I few don't. Thoughts. No. First, I have thoughts because time out. If he released that, I'm fine watching it. If that was leaked, I don't want that in. I'm in sure here. he released it. Think about it, he's a celebrity. So rapper. people get. He's I, gonna want to release his his huge dong so he can why? get more women. I'm sure he doesn't have a problem getting them now, but now he's got, I uh, think, that's I think, coming from a male perspective, so, mm, but I also have thoughts. Here's okay. a thought. Why are all celebrity leaks such low quality? I, all the videos are low quality. I don't know. Maybe they don't pay their assistants who film them enough. He filmed himself. And through the mirror? You mean to te- yeah, you mean to tell me that, I'm just curious on why it ends up being such low quality. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have the newest iPhone. Maybe it's a dildo in between his legs. Ew. <laughs> I could have gone without uh, that for sure. I just remember us talking about everyone talking about it. And so I was saving Well, we it. did. I was uh, saving to show you. A special uh, moment. That doesn't do it for me. Does that do it for you? No. Okay. I had a question for you also, just to get us warmed up. Yeah. A real stumper for you. Okay. I was in the shower yesterday. I showered today too, not to brag, but... Did you make your own leaked video? Ew, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, no okay. shade to anybody who makes their own videos. That just That's not what this was about. And I was thinking, yes. what do you think you have touched more in your lifetime? Your belly button or your butthole? That's a good question. Yep. And then explain your answer, because I've had a lot of thoughts, and I think I have an answer, but I would love to know what you think. I'm going to go ahead and say butthole, and here's why. Yeah, we I agree. Wipe, we wipe, we poop, and we wipe. I hope. I hope. Most, most people poop, and they... Most yeah. people poop and wipe. You never Or wipe. bidet, poop and bidet, but then those people, would they say dabbing. belly button? No, because you're still mm. dabbing your poop. You're still dabbing your butthole to clean it off, I don't right? need the, the hand motion for it. I... <laughs> It's an interesting way that you do it. Love that you have a yeah. different technique. 
Well, I just picture like you would dab it if you if it was wet. I feel like you're jiggling a booby. Can you stop, please? You would dab it. Uh-huh. I feel like you would dab it off, right? The wetness. I don't know. I've never used one. Think about it. If you got a wet butthole, are you gonna wipe or are you gonna dab it? If it's just water and you're trying to pat it dry. Oh uh, yeah, dab it. I guess. Right. You would. That's sure. Natural. But okay, I mean, so don't knock it. Till okay. you Till you try it. I'm. Mm, Okay. So So I'm going to say butthole. Yeah, that's fair. Now, what about raw fingered? Belly button, probably. Raw (laughs) (laughs) fingered. This is so gross. (laughs) It depends on who you ask, I guess. I guess. For me, I'm going to say, yeah, belly button. Without like, I'm going to be honest. Without like a a loofah or like toity, toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to say, okay. I'm going to say belly button. Yeah, raw fingered. I wish I hadn't said it that way. Just like I wish I hadn't seen that video you just showed me. Yeah, we're starting off weird. It. I think this is pretty on brand for us, to be honest. Yeah. I thought of this question yesterday and couldn't wait to ask you. Normally, I would just immediately yell for you to come in the bathroom. I'm glad you saved it. Thank you. Question. Yeah, Solid. just a real, real thinker about the stinker, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Now that we're warmed up, this has nothing to do with the story. Uh, I think I'm prolonging the inevitable. This is a sad story. Um, So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Starting off lighthearted. Starting off lighthearted because my heart will be sad. Yeah. Okay. So let's, I guess let's dive into it then. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. That cucumber jalapeno tequila hitting you. Yeah. It's great. If you haven't tried it, 1800. Cucumber jalapeno. Please sponsor us. Anyone, just watch. If someone, one person could watch us. That will count as a sponsor. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just setting the bar low. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, here's the story of Lori Houts. Okay. I'm going to take you back. Lori Houts was born on February 6, 1967 uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Her mom's name was Virginia. And Lori was one of four girls. She had a sister that was older than her and then two that were born after her. And so like four kids is so many kids. And maybe it's a lot of kids. It's a lot. And it's how many my mom had. It's a lot. Ah. Yeah. Um, yep. No offense to your mom. It sounds like uh, Virginia here maybe was doing a little more solid with her four kids. Yeah. Uh, she Bar's low. But well, yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, but anyway, I couldn't really find any information on Lori's dad, so I don't know if he just wasn't in the picture, but... He went to get milk and just never came back, Ah, uh, tail as old as time. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe let's yeah. not... Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. But anyway, he wasn't in any of the research I could find, but Virginia was. And so Virginia was taking care of her four girls, and eventually they moved to San Jose, California, which is where Lori ends up attending high school. It's called Gunderson High School. And she played a lot of sports, like multiple sports... Uh, including basketball, and then she went on to graduate in 1985. Okay, so after high school, Lori attends the University of California, and she gets her degree in, like, the computer field, which is pretty great. Uh, what, like programming? I'm going to be honest. I couldn't find exactly what the degree was in. It just said the computer field. Okay. It doesn't sound like a legitimate yeah. name. I'm sure it was something much more technical, and I'm confident already she was smarter than me. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, we love a girl in STEM. You know what STEM is? No. Science, technology, engineering, math. Oh, yes. We, lo- we love a girl in STEM. Yeah, I'm a girl yeah. in STEM. Okay. Do a little little math as my uh, my main gig. Um, but anyway, Lori was hired after college by Adobe uh, Systems as a computer engineer. Adobe, Adobe. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm glad you said Adobe, Adobe because I assumed it was just like the Adobe of PDF fame that I get on my computer. I don't think there's any other Adobe. Right. But. 
but Adobe I, Adobe is. I like double checked yeah. and also okay this was really stupid but when I was double checking they have a Twitter or do we say Twitter X, X? okay they have an I X I still say Twitter I who's who's saying X e- Elon probably the kids the, the kids yeah well it's damn kids Twitter they have one and I was like in my mind because I'm stupid I just thought they did PDFs and you didn't like, think they had a Twitter no, but they do. Everybody has a Twitter. And well, that's so, what I'm saying. It's it looks really shocker. good, too. Well, it's not a shocker that they have a Twitter. They probably got a TikTok, too. I didn't even fucking think of well, that. Well, the thing about the Adobe, they have PDF. I use Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Premiere is gonna, to edit videos. Today, I learned Adobe makes Photoshop. They make Photoshop, Illustrator, so there's uh, designers oh, use Adobe. You would know that, yeah. Yeah. Because you're creative. I used to use Adobe Premiere, now I use DaVinci Resolve, but yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they are a broad spectrum. Of, yes, I gathered that uh, when yeah. I was looking up things, but I'm like, to me, it was the equivalent of like Duracell batteries having a Twitter, which they probably fucking do. I bet they have a great Twitter or TikTok. I just feel like Duracell oh, is Val- the leader of batteries. Okay, but around Valentine's Day, it would be funny. I'm just picturing like... A tweet that has like a sad vibrator that runs out. That would be Energizer Bunny. Why? I, f- I don't know. I Any just... battery runs out. Yes, but I just feel like Energizer has the the bunny. I associate bunnies with vibrators. I don't, oh, like the bunny vibe. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know why. Anyway. And obviously that shouldn't be our job is to come up yeah. with those. But anyway, so for yes, Adobe of the Adobe fame. And um, she works in their office in Mountain View, California. So a little shout out in the first story to the CA, where you're from. The big CA. I kept reading things that said that she was, um, you know, a woman in the computer field. And so that was, you know, a really big deal, like late 80s, early 90s. And so it got me thinking, like, how many women were actually, you know, in jobs like this? And so what I wanted to look up was computer engineer. What the Department of Labor gave me was statistics on um, computer occupations, so, uh, anyway, according to the Department of Labor, in 1990, 34% of people with computer occupations were women. Surprisingly, a big amount. I mean, for back then. I think so. It was higher than I thought, but then I'm like, what all falls under like a computer occupation? Surely they weren't all computer engineers, not to play down on anybody's job. And count as com- computer field? No, what was it? Computer what? Computer occupation. No, I think that librarian counts as librarian. <laughs> That's valid. Valid. Book occupation, reading. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say not that. But uh, it got me also thinking about, um, like, remember when OnlyFans came out and people were saying that they were, like, accountants, like, right. their tax filing? Yep. I feel like computer occupation is another one they could use. Yep. And, like, to be clear, not not Lori. Uh, she was getting it as a computer engineer. She was standing on big business. Big business. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, just... A little side uh, ADHD adventure that I go on as I want to do. Okay, so Lori, killing it. She's, you know, athletic. She's smart. If you look at pictures of her, just beautiful with a beautiful smile. Um, She's really just starting her life. And so... How old is she now? um, I didn't do the math on it, but we're going to say like early 20s since... Sounds right, yeah. Seems like we're, you know, tracking. Yeah. So not only is Lori having professional success, she's also having romantic success. And that is with her boyfriend, Brent. Now, I am not going to say Brent's last name. Uh, You can find it online. It seems like it's purposely left out of a lot of articles and reporting. And he's just referred to as her boyfriend. Okay. Uh, I think there's reasons for that. And but I'm just going to respect that and just call him Brent. Okay. So um, fast forward a little. September 5th, 1992. Lori is at the Adobe Mountain View office. 
doing her job. And that night, there's an exciting night plan. She and Brent are going to attend a wedding together. So Lori leaves, uh, presumably to go home and get ready for the wedding. Uh, But unfortunately, like that night of excitement really turns quickly into a night of tragedy. So a few hours after Lori leaves work, um, a jogger is out enjoying their day and spots uh, Lori's car by the side of the road. Oh. Yep. It's near a garbage kind of dump site. Okay. Uh, and it's about a mile from her office. And inside the car, Lori is deceased. So um, police arrive at the scene. They begin investigating immediately. And, um, you know, Lori's body is found inside the car. She had been strangled to death with a nylon rope. Oh, no. And the rope was still tied around her neck. Oh, that's awful. So I just want to quote this from an article I read by The Sun. And it said, she was found with a three-foot nylon rope that was still tied in a square knot around her chin, mouth, and neck. So nylon, like a shoe? Um... I don't think I think that's cotton normally Uh, I can show you one later or pull one up on your phone but not like a like a robe not like a brown you know scratchy rope okay I know exactly what you're talking about yeah so Lori was also small in stature she was five feet tall obviously someone had overtaken her in this car and she had put up a fight and police knew she had put up a fight because their her footprints were against the windshield on the inside of the car oh so she was bracing which is fucking devastating like you knew she was just fighting for everything and it's terrible yes does she have Um, finger uh skin under her fingernails that's a great question i didn't see anything about skin under her fingernails Mm. um but there is some other evidence that we're going to get into so also uh, near the crime scene, police are looking around and they find her pocketbook nearby. Okay. Um, so it's not in the car. It looks kind of like somebody like tossed it a little bit and it appears like some, like no one's gone through it. Um, Just kind of maybe in the struggle. Right. Right. Yeah. So at this point, like I have a lot of thoughts on this. It seems to me strangling with a rope seems like a pretty personal way to kill somebody. And I also feel like if you're going to just say like it's a robbery, right? And you're going to just attack somebody, you're not a rope. You're going to bring a knife. Right. Or, or a, a gun. gun. Right. <clears throat> you're not going to bring just a rope to get somebody with. A rope to me seems like, what, which I don't think it happened to her, like a, a rapist or, oh, again, yeah. somebody uh, that knows you maybe and is very angry with you. Or like they're trying to conceal it. Maybe they know you. They're coming close. Like we're not professionals obviously yeah. like in this or a serial field. killer that just loves strangling i have no idea but but how did we get like off the road to that point it just and also okay so say oh, maybe somebody was in the car with her maybe and so say it's a crime of like opportunity like you pull over somebody decides they're gonna rob you or assault you or whatever like they would come prepared with something and not just pick it out of the car because i'm like okay well what if the rope was in her car you well, know i also don't think if you're robbing somebody you're gonna kill them Probably you I don't like think get that away. Typically happens. I think most people just steal something, which is I, you're not robbing anyone with a rope. It's not happening, right? Also, then I was like, even if the rope was in her car, or like somebody gotten wasn't planning on murdering her or whatever, like you wouldn't rely on the fact that there'd be a a weapon of some kind. Yeah. Like if somebody was in my car and mad at me, all they could do was like throw crackle goldfish. goldfish. Oh my god, I was gonna say goldfish. They can they can yes. smite you with goldfish. <laughs> That's it. There's like there's an old energy drink cans that you left in. Well, which that could be a valid weapon. They can rip it open and then there's a blade maybe. 
Right, Holt, no one's <laughs> ripping open an energy can, you oh. weirdo. But anyway, the point is, like, it seems like this was a targeted attack. Also, okay, remember I said the pocketbook? Like, you're not going to... If Say you want to make it look like a robbery, which is what I think happened, and they yeah. just took the pocketbook and they're like, meh, you know, and threw it a little bit. I don't even think that happened. It's like how fucking far? stupid. How I don't know. It didn't say how far away. I think it just happened in the struggle. Our dog is not happy that she's five pounds and she sounds like a hundred pound bull 100... trying to yes! bust down the door she's very angry sorry if you hear her yeah uh, but anyway i don't think it was uh even made to seem like a robbery from the information that i have well why would you just throw it though i mean I unless you were trying to be like her, oh someone what if took it, was it in her hand somehow when and... she got attacked and it she you know what i mean oh she threw it to try to grab the rope or whatever i never thought of that <clears throat> yeah okay well yes i don't know why she would be pulled over five miles away from our work one but, mile oh one mile one mile i don't know why she would be but maybe maybe she pulled yeah. over to write something down i don't know yeah that's crazy to me um how that happened so you know just not this seems like a personal attack i think um it seems calculated yes okay sure. oh okay one other thing is i kept reading the word pocketbook and different articles, like that was the word that was used. And I'm like, why are we not saying purse or wallet? And I thought, well, is this just because I don't have a journalism degree? And if you're fancy, you say fucking pocketbook. So I Googled it. <laughs> there is a difference. Do you know what the difference is between like a pocketbook and a wallet? A pocketbook clips, uh, clip shut. You, was gonna, that, that was a guess. That guess. was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I was like, so oh. So it's like, <laughs> you seem so confident. So like, you know, we all know what a wallet is. A pocketbook is kind of like a small, in my opinion, like a small purse. So you could like loose leaf your debit cards and stuff in there. Or oh, so it just is you put, put a, you could use it. So I'm right. It clips shut though. It has the clasp. Does and then your it wallet opens. not clip shut? My, my wallet is on the back of my phone. It's oh, a pop socket. okay. Well, other people, grown people who use wallets. My wallets have never clipped shut. They Velcro. What am I? <laughs> am I I'm young, but I'm not that young. I'm not 12. I don't think any man uses Velcro on their wallet. And if they do, it's a red flag. And you should probably leave that man. <laughs> Get the red flag guy from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... uh. They're just leather and they just shut. Oh, all right. I'll get that's right. Men's or wallets do. I like slim wallets, so I usually get the ones where the cards just pop. It's kind of like this one. The cards just pop in. Yeah. And then you can pop it off. It makes me so nervous that your wallet could pop off at any it point. Can. It's my pop socket. You okay. know how strong you're a pop socket girly, or you were until you got the spider ring. Well, yeah. All right, fine. So this <clears throat> next piece is a little bit light on the details for my liking, but police quickly home in on a suspect. Okay, so remember Lori's boyfriend, Brent. Um, Brent has a roommate, and his name is John Kevin Woodward. So in a press release from the district attorney's office, John's motive to allegedly murder Lori is because he was, quote, openly jealous of Miss Houts having developed an unrequited romantic attachment to his roommate, her boyfriend. So he was jealous. Yeah. So he was, okay. uh, yeah, jealous of Lori. Jealousy will do that, I guess. Yeah. So, um I feel like this is where like the tea is piping and I want more information. So like who said that he was jealous? Why do we think he was jealous? Like what happened? What did he do? I'm not like doubting yeah, was it. Was it her boyfriend that was saying those things? Did Lori think that? Like, did she say things to her boyfriend? Like, Hey, I don't like your roommate. He creeps me out. Yeah. D so know. there's nothing on that. 
Um, okay. So we have a motive and we did talk about how the attack seemed personal. So at least in my unqualified opinion. Um, but there were some other things that didn't look great for John. So the next thing is he didn't have an alibi. Now this is like 1992. So I'm sure it's harder to have an alibi back then. Well, you don't got like cell phone pings and right cameras like on that. everything or like Instagram posts, Facebook posts. I was here. Yeah. I know. I'm like, what What were we all doing in 1992 when I realized you were just a graduated fetus at that point? Just just barely alive. Little baby. I was in second grade, to be fair, but you have no idea what we were doing. Okay. So um, he doesn't have an alibi. Also, doesn't look great. Um, Also, you know, allegedly in love with your roommate. Also, doesn't look great. But neither of those things, like, that's not strong evidence. Those are just like... "Mm." It's hearsay. It's hearsay, and I want to know who said it also, like you were saying. I, is it hearsay? Yeah, because somebody said it, right? It's not. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe no one said it. Maybe they read something. Like you a, think the cops read like a pocket, uh, maybe her pocket. No, I keep thinking a pocketbook is a journal. Maybe they read in a journal, though, like, John gazed at, you know, looked at me yeah. funny today. I don't know. I think somebody said it. I think that's I what happened. I do also. I think it was probably her boyfriend. So then, um, presumably after, like, Woodward is a suspect. Um, he uh, Woodward John John Woodward. Yeah. Okay. So he is on a phone call with Brent, the boyfriend. Yeah. And the police are listening in. So this is after the fact. Okay. This is after the fact. Yep. Okay. So I don't know how we got to this point where all of a sudden we're monitoring calls, but here we are. Uh, and during that call, um, Brent, the boyfriend, asks John. He straight up asks him, "Did you murder Lori?" Like he's going to confess to that. Well. It doesn't seem great. Uh, And so then John doesn't say... Sorry to cut you off. That makes me think that the boyfriend is the one that said that he was jealous. Maybe. Because the fact that he already suspects John, unless the police told him, like, hey, we're going to tap John's phone and you ask him questions or whatever, which I don't think is the case. I know. I just wish there was more info here because I really would love to understand how we got to this Yeah, I'm going to assume. Okay. You know. All right. Again, these are not. That's not based on fact. That's we not are based just on fact. I'm speculating for with myself. the evidence on hand. Just because why would he ask him if he didn't feel some type of way? Well, about him? yes. Okay. So he straight up asks him, "Did you murder Lori?" And John doesn't say that he did it, but he also doesn't say he didn't do it. Which he just kind of like jukes the answer and basically asks, like, "What do police know? Like, what evidence do they have right now?" Which is suspect as right? fuck. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Even if like, I would okay. be like, "What?" Jesus. Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> but I would be, I would be shooketh. Yes. Uh, if I'd, somebody asked me if I murdered somebody, I'd be like, "Whoa, bro, no." Like, what? Why would you ever fucking ask me that? Yeah. Like, how could you think that? Yeah. Even if you did do it, do you think so? The you'd fact be... that you didn't don't even address it, you kind of cruise on by the question. Yes. Sus. Sus. It's sus. Yeah. Um. So then he also, uh, John also suggests during the um like during the phone call that they quote meet in a parking lot later to discuss like i'm assuming that didn't happen um that's weird yeah i just that's i don't love any of that okay so the last thing um piece that comes back is fingerprint evidence comes back from the crime scene okay okay and they're a match for john kevin woodward now, before you get too excited, this these are fingerprints that were taken from the outside of the car. There is nothing inside the car. Pretty weird that his fingerprints on the outside also, though. Mm, I have mixed feelings on this, and we'll find his uh, we'll find his lawyer has some thoughts if he's on this the too. Roommate, is he going with them ever? Maybe. 
Mm, I don't know. I'm not taking my roommate anywhere with me and my girl. Oh, like college, we always, like our roommates, we all pile in the car and go places. I don't know what their life was like. I miss college, so that's a valid point. Well, even after college, just like, I don't know, if you have close friends, you might all pile in the car together. That's valid, okay. But then wouldn't they be on the inside of the car too? Yeah, and not on the outside. Yeah, that's also valid. Or if you wiped them down, maybe they're no longer on the inside. Again, pure speculation. Yeah. And just these are the kind of the things that are going on right now. So that same year, still in 1992, the year that Lori is murdered, John Kevin Woodward was officially charged with the murder of Lori Holtz. And in 1995, it goes to trial. Okay. So the prosecutor's case against Woodward was largely circumstantial. So do you kind of understand the difference between like circumstantial evidence and Circumstantial, other? what is, they they can't use it in a court of law, really. Mm. No. Okay. That was a good guess, though. Apparently, I don't know. No. Okay. So... Permanently unqualified. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, circumstantial evidence is, like, it's not... There's circumstantial evidence indirect. Circumstantial is, like, you can't directly see that it happened. It's requiring the jury or the judge or whoever to kind of connect the dots. So it's not a direct connection. Right. It's not A to B. Yes. So, I made... There's a break in it. So, his fingerprints being on there is circumstantial because they could have been on there from, like you said, a road trip. Yes, exactly. In the car. Yes. Okay. So, I made a little example, though, to walk through. I was proud of it. So, direct evidence would be if I saw a video of our son walk into the kitchen and take a piece of candy. You're still going to explain it to me? Mm -hmm. I got it right? All right. I know. I was just really excited about my example. I know. Okay. Go for it. So, direct evidence is like I see a video of him go in and take a piece of candy. But circumstantial evidence is like, I know I put five pieces of candy on the and counter. there's three. But there's no video. Right. Uh, I leave the kitchen. I know there's no no pets. You aren't in the house. No one. It's just me and him. And then I walk back in the kitchen and there's three pieces of candy and he's got candy smeared on his mouth. Yeah. I didn't see I would argue that's direct it. evidence because who's going to take it? Okay, Lola. well, not a fucking... No, in this scenario, you and the pets are out on the town. Then that's direct evidence in my opinion but i get what you're saying i'm joking i don't know also don't come at me if anyone ever listens to this and that's wrong but that was the best i could do for an example gotcha. i was well, proud of it i'm glad i figured it out before that example because <laughs> it makes me feel like i'm in kindergarten but yes oh okay it's a great example i'm joking okay so during just to kind of recap here's during the trial here's what the prosecution um kind of presents so first is motive they say it's jealousy and unrequited love they said that um you know john had feelings for Lori's boyfriend and hold on he had feelings for her boyfriend yeah Brent did you miss that he had feelings for him yes I thought he had feelings for her brah you that you sailed right past sailed right past that yeah I I heard jealousy and stuff and I thought that he cis white man you just fucking assumed that just assumed he was going after the woman we've made such progress so he had a thing for his roommate Wow. Yes. Mind blown. I completely went over that. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. So that's what they're alleging. And I will say John is is gay. And so I don't well, know. Well, I got that now. Well, and yeah, but. I didn't at the time. I don't know if he was openly gay at that time. I don't know how we got to that point. But articles I read have now stated that he's gay. So I assume that he is openly gay. I don't. Th- now, see, now that makes, makes me think. It changes my whole perspective. Is he going to kill her in hopes that. Uh, Brent is going to be like, oh my God, my girlfriend's dead now. I'm just going to magically turn gay. I don't... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't seem... It. I'm going to fight for the gays it, on this one. Um, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to uh, fight for John. Your heart... No, I wouldn't. But your heart's in the right place. Your it mouth is like a weird, in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> it 
So was John's. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. It so, seems like, it just seems like a weird, it would be like, why would you kill somebody, anyone, straight or gay, thinking that they would get with you? That would, happens, though. That happens. I'm it sure just it does. Okay. Feels a little bit different, maybe because this is not maybe a story that you hear as often. That's wild. And again, I haven't heard like what is the evidence that makes them think that? Okay, so John's yeah, very vague with yeah, evidence. Yeah, this stuff, was a, a tough one to research for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so John's lawyer is saying that this motive is just a homophobic theory. So I think that that is a fair argument. John's, lawyers. John's lawyer says he's like, this is just a homophobic theory, which a hundred percent can be valid back then because gay acceptance was not a thing or not well, as much of a thing. I think we're slowly getting better over time. We are a hundred percent, but I'm saying back then. Sure. So I can I see, can see less. that. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. I don't um, know if that's the actual, reason, I don't but either. I can see it if that's okay. So the second thing is opportunity. So Woodward didn't have an alibi. Remember for the time of Lori's murder, right? Um, which again, it's, that doesn't mean you're guilty just because you don't have an alibi, but no, I get but there. He- if somebody's targeting, if police are coming after you for murder and you don't have an alibi, that's a very bad it's thing. It's rough. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the third thing, his fingerprints, remember, were found on the outside of the car. So his lawyer is arguing that they, you know, Woodward and Lori's boyfriend, their roommates, they live in, you know, this like, apartment complex, like. It's reasonable they were in the shared parking space. It's like reasonable that his fingerprints could be on the outside of the car, which is what we just talked about. Like that makes sense to me too. Yeah. And then also the last thing, remember the sketchy conversation where he didn't say he didn't do it. Cruised on by that one. Yeah. But again, like, okay, so say you're in the jury and this is what you've heard, like the arguments and the counter arguments. And at this point, like I have my opinions mostly on what I think after kind of going through this whole case. But like based on this, do you think you would vote guilty or not guilty? I think it would come down to, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, is when one person start says something and then another person says something and everybody follows. Oh, like you would be persuaded. Power maybe. of persuasion or whatever they call that. Yeah. Uh, I think I would initially say not guilty. In my head, right? You'd be like, yeah. how can he be guilty? There's no evidence at all other than they said Circumstantial he, stuff. Circumstantial, yeah. yeah. So I don't think so. I think it would come down to one person speaking up. And everybody following or one person arguing and then yeah. people just kind of following the masses. Yeah. And, you know, there could have been more specific things that just the details aren't available online for a few reasons I have guesses on. But um, based on this, I think you might have a hard time getting everyone to find him guilty. Not saying that he didn't do it. Just like this evidence isn't great. It's not great. I will throw one thing out there. Now, I don't know what he was if he was uh, uh, caught guilty or not. Well, buckle up. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I'm ready for that. It'd be weird if I ended it now and didn't. Sorry, you have to find out next time. <laughs> uh, because he is gay, I wonder if that played a factor in the jury. Oh, uh, interesting. I don't know. But based on that, yes, I would probably say, like, I don't feel comfortable saying that he's guilty. Yeah. There's not enough evidence. So, yeah. Uh, so the... Um, votes come in and the jury is split and they can't come to a decision, which oh, yeah, is yeah. called a hung jury. So their votes came in. Well, good on them for not, I was just saying like the power of persuasion or whatever. I don't know if yeah. that's the word, but. I get it. Like maybe they weren't all influenced by one person's opinion. I'm glad they weren't because I feel like a lot of people were, at least when I was in jury duty, I feel like that's something that happened is like a lot of people just went one way mm-hmm. without really 
arguing the people facts. don't want to think sometimes yeah yeah and so good on them for yeah being split i guess yeah so know. their votes came in eight four in favor of acquittal so it doesn't mean he's acquitted or like found not guilty but it means eight, eight people found said, him guilty and four people said no eight people said not guilty four people said guilty okay and so. they can't come to a, an a- agreement so more not guilty than guilty which doesn't play a factor in anything i'm assuming well, it does because it affects next steps. And so I, what I actually didn't know is if you have a hung jury, like a jury that can't come to a decision, like what happens yeah, or what can happen? So I went to shouselaw.com. Well, hear me out. And this is what kind of straight from their website. So if there is a hung jury in a legal case, the following may happen. The judge may ask the jurors to deliberate or consider the case further. So go back and try harder. This is my interpretation. Uh, the judge may schedule a hearing where the jurors can ask questions to the parties involved. Okay. I would love That's the opportunity. Right I love to ask questions. How many times have we watched a documentary and I'm like, I have so many fucking questions nobody answered. Yeah, which is why they need you on. They need to hire her for documentaries. You stay in the microphone. Yeah, they need to hire her so she can be ask like, the questions. This is not included in the documentary. And we need it included because everybody's going to be asking this. She's great at, at coming up with those. Thank you. It's anyway, my, so yes. part of my tism res. Yeah, it's a gift. Yes. Um, okay. So the prosecution, they can retry the case. So they're allowed to give it another go. Yeah. The prosec- Completely redo it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The prosecution can decide not to retry the case. They can just be like, ah, we don't have anything else. We're not going to redo this. Or they can try to strike a plea deal with the defendant, which that, I guess I'm sure those scenarios where you'd want to do that, but as a defendant be like, bitch, you didn't get me. Why yeah. would I? Maybe they have other charges. I don't know. Or the judge can say it's been a mistrial. So in this instance, uh, it's 1995. They have the hung jury. Prosecutors still think that they have a good enough case. And so they decide to bring him back to trial in 1996. Round two. Retrial. Retrial. Which can we talk about how messed up that is also? The, the, I was saying earlier, eight people found him not guilty. So the eight over four. Eight's a higher number than four but last time I checked. But you have to have majority, I, I guess. That is majority. Eight. I mean, that like uh, unanimous. And I think it might vary by state. I'm unclear on that. That's still bogus. I would be so upset if somebody tried to pin a murder on me. And then eight people said I was not guilty. Four people oh, found me I guilty. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then you're going to retrial me? Yeah. I'd be I'd be fuming. Well, yes, I'm sure. Like, there's no. nothing you can do, though. Well, you guys happy about it. But I get it. Okay, so here's a little twist in this, though. Um... In this second trial, uh, I read an article on the Oxygen website, and prosecutors weren't allowed to present the theory that uh, about the motive. They weren't allowed to say that he was in love with his roommate. Oh, they which, took that part out? Yeah, which that's got to be a blow to the prosecution, but also makes me wonder, like, what details were they trying to push here? Because if... They were like, trying to push that narrative hard. If and they maybe can. did they not have a lot to back that up? Is it more speculation? No, they didn't have a lot to back it up because there's no evidence. We have so many questions. Yes. That's exactly what it was for sure. So yeah. do I homophobic narrative? Maybe. Yeah, maybe for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Wild. Okay. So the jury comes back in after both sides present their case. And the jury was once again deadlocked, this time seven to five, seven saying not guilty, five saying guilty. So a I slight mean, shift. Again. I'm kind of. I, I'm going to be honest. I would cautious in calling him your man. There's a lot more to this case still. Okay. A lot more. Well, I don't know anything going That's into true. it. Based so on the what? evidence you're based hearing. Based on the evidence, because now you're making me think he's going to become guilty later on. But based on the evidence, mm-hmm. I am happy for him because it seems like they are attacking a gay man. 
and pushing a narrative that isn't true and people can see through it because there's not enough evidence. Right. As, at least that's how I see it. But sure. Based on what we've heard. So uh, that's, far. Sure. Yes. Totally makes sense. Okay. So this time after um, the, the judge threw out the case due to insufficient evidence and also stated that in order to retry Woodward, new evidence needs to be brought forth. So he's saying, like, don't keep coming back here with the same shit. Like, you need to find something else if you're going to try him again. Find something more because clearly this isn't working. Yeah, Yeah. which I don't know, like, what the defining line there is because the first time they got to retry him, you know what I mean? But I also get, like, we don't want to just try somebody forever until you get the answer you want. Different judges, though? Unclear. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably what it is. The judge is like, listen, this is the second time I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. I heard the remix. I'm not not persuaded. (laughs) Yeah. I heard the remix. <laughs> so, um, okay. So that's it. That's where it pauses for a little bit. So Lori's family and friends are really just left with her memories that's and terrible. no and fucking no justice. justice, no justice. Uh, John Woodward continued to live his life. And after the second trial, he moves to the Netherlands. I think this is related to a job, which we'll kind of circle back to, but yeah. he said, that was probably a good move on his part to get out. He said, I want a part of everybody trying to pin murders on me. Yep. So then uh, in 2015, so 10 years after the first trial, some of Lori's friends established the Lori Houts Memorial Girls Athletic Scholarship. So in her honor at the high school that they all attended together, they established the scholarship. So I linked the page in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out or donate um, to the scholarship. But this is what it says on the website. In honor of past Gunderson graduate Lori Houts, who excelled both as an athlete and student, we offer scholarships to graduating seniors, female seniors, who have been involved in sports all four years and plan to get a degree within the STEM discipline. So people who embodied things like Lori did. Right. Athletic, smart, yes. Um, And part of like the application is you submit an essay talking about how you demonstrated social inclusion within their team or community. So like that's a beautiful way to honor her memory. Yeah. Okay, but you know what else happened over time? DNA evidence got better. Yep. Should have guessed that one. Advancements in DNA evidence, baby. So in 1992, a lot of the evidence, uh, like testing, was newer. It's way less sophisticated than now. So in tw- Much easier to get away with murder back then. Probably. Yeah. yeah well, here's an I've example. I've heard many, story- many of stories where well. DNA comes to save the day. Yeah, later on down the road. Okay, so in 2020, investigators began to re-examine Lori's case. I think partially because they of these advancements. Right. Um, And as part of their investigation, they send um, this evidence that they've collected from the original crime scene to the Santa Clara County Crime Lab. Santa what? Santa Clara. Is it Clara or Clarita? Well, I thought Clarita, but Santa Clara must just... All, California's big, man. You don't know all the places in California. <laughs> I was about to I'm from California. You. I know all the places. I don't. I don't. But I thought for sure when you said Santa Clara, I was like, she means Santa Clarita. I know. My brain read Santa Clarita, and I did a Scooby-Doo double take on it. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Okay. Santa Clara. So... Um, so they do this in 2020, and in 2021, the crime lab comes back and identifies a DNA match for John. Oh, that piece of shit. Tying him to the murder weapon. A piece of shit. I was rooting for him. I know. Oh, that piece of shit. Yep. I knew it, though, when you kind of said, duh, don't you call him my man. Yeah, I just thought like, you should be cautious. I, I love that you were like... Right there, you ruined it for me, though. I was like, I know. You gotta stand closer, man, to the mic. I'm good. Right there, I knew, though. I- when he said that, I was like, yeah. oh, he's guilty. Well, again, this is just the evidence I'm presenting. I'm not yeah. a lawyer. Well, he's guilty. That uh-huh. piece of shit. Okay. 
based on the opinions of the evidence at hand. I don't know. Sinisterhood, I love them. It's one of my favorite podcasts. They always make sure they give little disclaimers like that. Yeah. So in the instant somebody listens to us. I appreciate us, you giving disclaimers because I will give none. I yeah. Just, I say it based on the things I hear. So that's just. Yeah, that's fair. Good like opinion. It's, it's, it's just known that I'm just saying these things. I have no. I don't do any research before this. This yeah. is all on you. So. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so they find DNA evidence on the rope that was used to strangle her. Okay, also, uh, I read an article in The Sun that said, in a new examination released in July 11th, 2022, police wrote that fibers from sweatpants inside Woodward's car, John's car, were virtually indistinguishable from fibers found on the murder weapon around Holt's neck. Wow. Holt's neck, yep. Yeah. Uh, so... Then I got a little bit confused because I read things in multiple articles. Um, So then I was like, well, you said DNA evidence was found on the weapon. And then you said fibers were found like from his sweatpants. So that was confusing to me. (gasps) Do you think the nylon rope maybe came from somebody's sweatpants? Could have came from his sweatpants. Well, that's why I was asking Mm. earlier. I was like, do shoelaces count? Because I was thinking somebody in the back of the car... They have no weapon. I was thinking they you take... How long would it take to take the fucking shoestring out of a shoe? I get what well, you're saying. Well, listen, I'm just saying... Oh, a hoodie? Whatever. I was asking because of this exact reason. Oh, my God. I've read this so many times. He 100% could have pulled that out and used that to strangle Interesting. Her. Or he could have just... Maybe it was rope. like in his pocket, right? And yeah. that's from that. Which okay. I think is probably... Yeah. I think it's probably the latter. Okay, but then I felt dumb because I was like, are they saying fiber... Like the fiber evidence is DNA evidence because in my mind, DNA evidence is like the classics, you know, sweat, semen, saliva, blood, blood frat boy floor shit. You know what I mean? Wait, you are just... fingerprints considered DNA evidence? I don't remember what I read on that. But okay, yeah. so here's the thing. Fiber evidence is different. So they found his, so fiber evidence is called trace evidence. It's different than DNA evidence, which is what I thought. But because of just how I read it, I got very confused there. Right. So to be clear, they found his DNA per the lab on the rope. Okay. They also found fibers that were a match, or they said virtually indistinguishable from his sweatpants on the rope, which I'm assuming that means like we can't say a hundred percent they came from his sweatpants, but they looked exactly the same. Yeah. I'm assuming the DNA evidence is obviously better, but just wanted to take you through my thought process there. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so remember after the second trial, the judge said, don't bring this back to me again without more evidence. Prosecutors said bet and we issued a this. warrant. Yep. For All his day. arrest in 2022. Wow. I know. Is that know. 12 years later? Babe. I Hold on. This happened in 1992. Oh, 92. 10 years later. You want to do it again? 1992 to 2022? Yep. That's 10 years. No, it's 30 years. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking 2002. Okay. That's still 20 years, babe. Wait, 92? To... 2002 is 10. Yes, that's 2000. What I said. 2002. You you thought I said 2012. Wait, did I fuck this up now? I'm uh... from 1992 to 2002 would be 10 years. That's what I was thinking. 2022 is 20 years. We're, like we're talking 30 years. We're talking just like yesterday. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. My bad. I you said 2022. I heard 2002. I just thought you'd work through it, but we got I there. Scenic route. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm special sometimes. I so love you. Okay. okay. Um, okay. So at this point in time, 2022, he is now in his late fifties and he is the president and CEO of a company that is based in Mountain View, which is where this all took place to begin with. So he moved to called the Netherlands, Tech. ended up circling back around. Well, I don't know. He might have already had this job with Ready Tech, not like as the CEO or something, because at this point, he's still living in the Netherlands in 2022, but he comes back to the Bay Area sometimes uh, for work. So that's why unclear to me, like when he started with them, but... Crazy, um, though. Must be nice that you got to live your life and become the fucking CEO and president of a company. Yeah, you but, piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. So now this is like kind of around the time of COVID because he's coming back a little bit less. Yeah. Um, then he, no- then he normally would be traveling. And so they don't know when they can't arrest him until he gets back into the U S right. So the department of justice reaches out to the Dutch ministry of justice and security for help. So um, that's because they're, you know, like over the Netherlands. Side note, I would like to share a stupid thing about myself. Okay, we know in Harry Potter where they have the Ministry of Magic. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. You have seen them all. No, no. You've misread what I have said. Okay. I said I have watched three of them. Okay. All right, fine. And I loosely watched three of them. I was never... Was it like a Netflix and chill kind of watch that you did before we met? <laughs> I was never... In, no, I was mm. never captivated by it, though. I would. I was just kind of like on my phone. I would peek up occasionally. Ugh. Never really got into it completely. All right. Well, it's like in, they're in charge of all the magic stuff. And I always thought that was made up, not the... The Ministry of Magic, obviously, is made up. But the Ministry of something, I was like, oh, that's such like, a cool name. Okay, well, other countries really do have ministries of things. Like, but U.S. would say, like, the Department of Justice. They have Right, the department's mi- not ministry. Ministry sounds so much better. Sounds cool as shit. Yeah, I know. We fucked up so many things. Department like, of Motor Vehicles. I don't want to go the there. The Ministry of Motor Vehicles? I want to go I there. I know! You know it's got to be cool, too, and I bet they're not a bunch of cranky little fucks in there, too. Meh, I don't know. But ministry? I'm, if I'm going to work at the Ministry of Motor I Vehicles, I am... You fucked up a lot of Peppy stuff. and ready to just please people. We don't say stuff as long as they do. Like, we keep saying aluminum instead of aluminum. No, we say aluminum. They we, s- I know. We could be saying aluminum. Fuck that. Aluminum is dumb. That's adorable. Z instead of Z. You're saying it longer. Yeah, it's fun. I like Z, not Z. Okay, I like that one. The but metric min- system, we're literally the only ones who don't use the metric I'll system. Give I'll give you that. Also, no universal health care. We could just have a lot of improvements we could make. Ministry. I'm not, maybe that shouldn't be my platform. Ministry That's should be the first one. one. That's first on the list. <laughs> but anyway, super cool. So anyway, um, the Dutch Ministry of Justice and Security says they will help. And so they look up and figure out when the next time that John is going to be flying back into the United States. So right. they coordinate this. And on July 9th, 2022, almost 30 years after her murder, John Woodward was arrested in New York for the murder of Lori House. Mm, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. I feel betrayed by this motherfucker. Yep. Okay. You know? So he's in New York and he's held there without bail until they can ex- extradite him to California. So like right. transfer him to California for, for like charges and uh, trial. Yep. So eventually he's brought back to California, uh, but there is another turn in the case. So fast forward from July 2022 to August 2023. Okay. A uh, Clara County um, Superior Court Judge, I swear Shella Dean, 
It's Santa Clara. Yep. Okay, Santa listen. Santa Clara. All right. She dismisses the charges against Woodward. Why? What? I know. No. I know. Hold on. How? Okay, so Why? let that what? sink in. Yep, she dismisses the charges. Run that whole thing back. Okay, so what do you mean? She just dismisses the she charges. She dismisses the charges, and she says the reason The for, prosecutor? No, no, the judge. The judge. The prosecutor was ready to try him a third time. The and they say we have new evidence. Yep. Okay. So let me walk you through this because I read it and was like, "What the fuck do you mean?" Um, okay. Wow. That's so a shocker, the man. reason she dismissed it was double jeopardy, which means like you can't try someone twice for the same crime. Which I get, but then we had all that. They did try him twice. Right, because we had the thing about the hung jury that said. And this is the third time. Right, and the hung jury thing was like, okay, well, you can retry somebody if the jury can't come to a conclusion. And then, remember, the judge in the second trial said, you can't, like, you need to bring more evidence if you want to try him again. Right. Right, but it didn't say they couldn't try him again. Okay, so here is where we get kind of on a technicality. And I'm just going to walk you through this. So when um, like a lawyer or a judge, they're trying to decide, like a lawyer trying to present an argument for something, basically saying like, this is why you should rule this way. Like they will cite other cases, like cases where a judge has made a ruling and say like, this situation that happened in this case is very similar to our situation. And in that case, here's how the judge ruled. And that sets like a legal precedent. Yeah. So basically it's like, this is how we think based on this case, we have the same situation. You should rule in this way. Right. And so that's what happened in this case. Um, So I read an article from the Mountain View Voice, and I'm just going to read their explanation for why Judge Dean dismissed the charges against Woodward. So based on the interpretation of another legal case, Manns versus Gillespie, Dean ruled that insufficient evidence amounts to an acquittal and a retrial would be grounds for double jeopardy. So what the judge was saying is... That's not the same thing, though. I know, but (laughs) so when the second judge had said that they had cited there was insufficient evidence... Yeah. Okay, they didn't say that he was acquitted, but because of how this other court case ruled, that, they're saying based off of that, they're saying, "Yep, that it, that counted now, as an acquittal." Even though now they clearly have the evidence, right? That is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I agree. So a week later, prosecutors asked the judge for a stay order because they want to take it to the appellate court and like appeal this and say like we don't think this is right. And yeah. so a stay order means like. They want to make it so he can't like fly back to the Netherlands and then possibly not get him to be tried again. Yeah. So the judge grants the stay order and places him on house arrest and gives him an ankle monitor and says like, okay, he can't go back home to the Netherlands while you try to work this out with the appellate court, which is like a small win, but still like what a fucking blow. You're like, finally all these years and the law uh, enforcement never gave up. Yeah, I feel like so often, like when you listen to true crime things, you hear about maybe people cases not doing pushed, their pushed jobs to the back. Yep. right, or like we just don't have time for cold cases, and you know that was not the case here. Like they never gave up, and then to be dealt this blow is devastating. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so after the judge granted the stay, a friend of Lori said the following while standing with a group of her supporters. Uh-huh. We wish we could say we were grateful for this outcome, but the reality is it's the least the court can do for us, said Marilyn Rice, a friend of Hout's. We've had so many setbacks and legal issues over the last 31 years, and it has been very, very difficult. We've been on a roller coaster for that long, but we're grateful for the stay that she issued. 
Now the case goes on to the Court of Appeals, and we hang our hopes that justice will be sooner than later, she said. So that's it. Um, I couldn't find any new updates. I don't, that's from what I thing. can tell, it hasn't gone to the appellate court yet. Or they haven't so ruled. messed up. I was waiting for like... I know. I was waiting for like, yeah, they brought him back and... I know, and you thought finally justice. Yeah. Um, so he's still out there, president of Mount... Well, I don't know about that. I he don't... He might have got let go or whatever. But still, the fact that he's not rotting in prison right now... Yeah, he's in, I assume if you're the president CEO or former of a company, your house arrest is probably like... Yeah. Nice, still. Um, okay, so what I want to kind of end this on is... Um, a statement from her family about Lori. Cause that's really what this is about. You know, John right. Woodward sounds like a piece of shit yeah. based on the evidence that we've heard and our personal opinions, but this is about Lori and her life that was cut too short. Like she could have gone on to do great, great things. Amazing things. Yeah. Yep. So uh, CBS San Francisco reports the house family released the following statement after Woodward was arrested in 2022, like in New York. Lori Ann Houts was a beloved family member and a friend to many. Although she was only five feet tall, she had a huge heart, and her humor and spunk were endearing to all. The way Lori lived and treated people was a stunning example of what was right in the world. She was a gem to so many, and her bright life was taken from us at the age of 25. We are hopeful that justice can finally be served for Lori, and incredibly appreciative of the law enforcement agencies who have never given up on her. Ugh, so it's man, a sad story. I know. So yeah. like, I'm just, I wish for justice and peace for her loved ones. And then just a reminder for everyone, if you want to donate to the Lori Houts Memorial Girls Athletic Scholarship, you can find the link in our show notes along with links to all the articles we used to research in today's episode. Yeah. Um, okay. And I guess the last things again, I'm Whitney. This is Brandon. Uh, thank you for listening to criminally unqualified. Uh, we you... appreciate yes! you. Yes. Yeah. We're surprised you even exist if you heard us, but we appreciate you. That's right. Um, if you like today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. We'll be posting new episodes every Monday. And that's the show.